Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Thank you so much, Troy. It is 90.3 FM KEXP, streaming online at KEXP.org. My name is Morgan, broadcasting live from the Thing Festival in Port Townsend, Washington. It is our second day, and we are starting off right away with a live performance I am very excited about. Please welcome to the studio, Sudan Archives. Take it away. Sale. 
I can't jump high, but I hear all the noise. I can't be you, no. I can't be you, but I can be true, though. I want to be friends. I want to be friends till time ends. Yes. Yes. Archives live on KEXP live from the Thing Festival here at Rain Shadow Recording. That was so good. She has two EPs out now. Sync just came out in May of 2018 and is self-titled back in 2017. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, that was so good. Uh, you've been playing violin for quite a while. How did you uh, decide to pick up the violin and start playing that? I um, saw a group of fiddlers playing and... That style of music made me want to just, like, beg my mom to get me a violin. How, how old were you when that happened? Um, like, 10 years old or 12 or something. Did you take lessons or are you self-taught? Uh, yeah, I didn't take um, self, pretty much self-taught. Like, there was a school there where the fiddle club came to. And then once I, like, got the violin and everything, we kind of kept going to different high schools that didn't have any orchestras. But I kept playing in church, so then I learned how to, like, play by ear play by ear and like play with people. Wow, that's amazing that you're self-taught. The I imagine the violin is not the easiest instrument to learn how to play. No, it's yeah. not. Like I remember my big <laughs> sister just always being like, shut up. <laughs> shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> that's funny. And when did you start incorporating uh, electronics and making the sound that you make today? Um, probably after this record I heard Francis Bebe. Like he's like an ethnomusicologist, so he knows a lot about like about string instruments and I learned about like all of these one string instruments around the world and his music is really cool and when I heard that 
I just thought that was like the perfect combination of like um, string instruments and electronic music. So I started like mixing in my iPad beats with violin. Uh, specifically Sudanese one string fiddles, right? Is that something that you were interested in? Yeah, because be from, from that, yeah. um, well, from this guy's book on um, string music, mm-hmm. it was like a lot of like actually like West African one string um, violins. But from that, I kind of started like listening to other music around the world. And yeah, I ran into like some really cool like violin players from Sudan, like Asim Garashi. He's really cool because he knows how to whistle like Mozart and like play violin. Wow. Like, it's pretty bad. That's pretty amazing. Bad. Cool. What is it about one string that's interesting to you? Uh, how you can get so many sounds out of one string because yeah. um, they use like the the way that they put the amount of pressure on the string can like create like all these crazy notes and yeah, I just think it's crazy how you can make it sound like you're playing like a guitar with just one string. Yeah. And um it's like a stone age violin, so I just also think the sound is just way cooler. Yeah. And you play mandolin as well? Yeah. When did you little, pick that up? Um I just actually started picking it up because um the tuning's the same as violin, so mm-hmm. I like to play the violin like a guitar, so I thought why not? Yeah, a lot more finger picking with the violin. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So you're from Ohio and you moved to L.A. when you started pursuing music? Is that that what brought you to L.A.? Um, I wanted to go to school and, like, get my musicology degree. Cool. But um, that didn't really work out. So then... Um, well, it didn't work out because yeah, I'm here. Right, you yeah. started actually playing music, and and then you got you got signed to Stones Throw Records, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, how did they hear your music, and how did you get signed with them? Well, I was like waitressing across the street from their label, so they would always like come in anyway. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, one of the A and R's, they just kind of like knew about me because I would go to Low and Theory a lot, and he was just like, yeah, you do play the violin, you make music, I want to hear it, and I never. Um, sent him anything and then when I finally did he was like this is really cool let's put this out and then it got into the hands of Stone's Throat. Cool. Was that in 2017 that that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Have you been touring since 2017 or is that sort of a in the last year sort of thing? Yeah I feel like I've been since maybe 2018. 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your favorite places that you've been so far like have you played with anybody that you were really excited about playing with? I like East East Europe, Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they really great audiences out there? Uh, the food is really. Cool. Oh, the food is really. And good. also, <laughs> yeah, um, they have like really cool violin culture in in Eastern Europe. So when I play festivals mm-hmm. over there, it's like I'm never the only violinist. It's like every band there's a violinist in the band. He's like a lead punk violinist or a Hungarian folk band and they always have violin so it's just cool to be able to play at a festival where you know you're going to be able to just see a bunch of people playing violin and see what they use and stuff like that and make yeah. new friends cool that's a really good point <laughs> so you're playing uh next friday down in salt lake with santa gold have you ever played with santa gold before no no are you excited yeah yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. That should be a really great show. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, that's rad. <laughs> and you're playing today here at Thing Festival in just over an hour or so at the Little uh, Littlefield Green stage. So if you're here at Thing Festival, definitely go see Sudan Archives. She puts on an amazing show. And uh, are you working on a full length at all? Yeah, I, it's already done. Ooh, it's, it's done. It's about to be out 
And um, I'm actually going to play some stuff that's on that album. Perfect. Let's hear some. Okay. It's Sudan Archives live on KEXP. Cool to admit it. All we have is the internet. 
archives live on KEXP. Oh, those two new songs are so good. I'm really looking forward to your full length. Thank you. Me too. I can't wait <laughs> till it comes out. So yeah. Everyone can, hear it. can you share any release information? Do you have a release date that you can share? Mm, next, month. next month. Next month. Yes. Okay. And you cannot tell us the name of the record yet or is that? I don't know. I don't even know if I'm supposed to tell you all that. <laughs> Fair enough. I won't push it too hard. I don't want to get you in trouble. But we're, uh, we're definitely looking forward to your full length. If it comes out next month, we'll be very happy about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Awesome. We'll have a great set at 2.30 on the Littlefield Green Stage live here at Thing Festival. And tell Santa Gold hello for us as well. I will. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I'm probably going to be nervous to say anything, but I'll try it. Yeah. That'll be super fun. <laughs> Sudan Archives, thank you so much for spending the afternoon with us. Thank you. It's KEXP Seattle 90.3 FM. And handing things back over to Troy, live here from the Thing Festival.